So let's talk about the two questions that every leader needs to ask themselves on a regular basis. Uh, as regular as I would say, probably daily um, as, as, a, as a good amount. It could be asked, you know, maybe every other day, every week uh, after certain milestones or at the completion of certain projects. But the two questions that every leader needs to ask themselves frequently on a regular basis are, why should you be followed? And why do you want to lead? And the big aspect of both of these questions have to do with you. Uh, you are unique. You are a unique individual. You're a unique leader. You have different things and traits, skills, strengths, weaknesses that you bring to the table. And these questions, the answers are going to be unique to you. Um, why should you be followed? Why should you in this very moment have followers and why is it in their best interest to pick you as their leader and pursue the goals that you have laid out? Why is it that you are different than anyone else and are those differences good or bad? doesn't matter. You know, what is it that you bring to the table that enables followers to, to um, step in line and look up to you and see you as a role model and someone that they can trust uh, with their future? And then why do you want to lead, right? What is it that is motivating you and inspiring you to be in front of others, to set the tone, to be the example, to essentially have a level of sacrifice for others in the interest of both them, yourself, and the organization uh, that you're a leader in? And so the, the, the first thing we need to kind of look at uh, when we ask these questions of ourselves on a regular basis is, what is it that makes me different, right? It is a good place to start. It is not really the end-all be-all, but it is a great method of identifying the things that make you stand out as a unique leader. So something that may make you different could be the various ways that you display your caring, the, way, the various ways that you display your competence um, or lay out a future a vision and communicate that uh, with your subordinates or, or employees. So when you look at why should I be followed, you can initiate kind of the, the reasons and the lists based off of why should someone follow me? Um, maybe not instead of someone else, but maybe why should, why would someone follow me instead of this person could be an interesting starting ground, um, to just kind of identify those differences that make you, uh, strong or identify the strengths within yourself. When you, when you look at this as well, you're going to notice that you're going to come up with a lot of weaknesses, right? So, Another way of forming this list or assisting with getting started with answering this question would be something along the lines of why wouldn't someone want to follow me, right? So, so what are my weaknesses at this time? And when you go through these strengths and weaknesses, and we talk about kind of using these questions as a reflective tool to identify where we are uh, so that we can better set, you know, where we're going to go and what we're going to do about it, um, is not falling into the mind trap of, you know, kind of going into the downward spiral. Someone shouldn't follow me because I'm terrible, you know, I'm mean, I'm, I'm, I'm ugly, you know, whatever it may be. You don't want to get down in that, that spiral of thought. Um, and the same goes kind of for the strength, you know, yeah, I should be followed because I'm badass, you know, like freaking I'm great looking and, and, you know, I, I, I eat well or whatever, you know, you, you got to find actual tangible reasons why someone would follow you and what makes you different. Same thing that goes with why do you want to lead? 
another way to start, right? Because I'm kind of wanting to talk about how you actually get into the mindset of starting these lists. Because once you get in the, the idea and the mindset of how you answer this question, uh, it'll become easier and easier and easier and become part of the habits um, that I believe are very important to exercise as a leader to uh, focus on your own personal growth for the benefit of those you lead. So the next part is why, why do I want to lead, right? And we'll, we'll talk about it a little bit, but again, you can look at it, other people's emotions or not emotions, but motivations. Why does this person want to lead? Well, I mean, they want to lead because they want to, you know, reap the benefits of being in that position. They want, they love the positional power, the outlook, the, 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 the perspective that others have of them because of the position they're in and why they're leading. Or it could be someone like, yeah, this person really wants to lead because they love being in front of people and, and doing the best for them. They're, they're an extrovert and they love the attention, whatever it may be. Right. And maybe it's completely, um, not, you know, completely selfless and they want to lead because it's the best thing that they can do to give back to their community, their organization, and those individuals is by bringing them to uh, a better end state. So those are kind of the initial thoughts I have on how to first wrap your head around those two questions. Why should someone follow you? And then why do you want to lead? But first, let's kind of go down what I've heard. It sounds simple, right? But I imagine that if you're listening to this, you may not have asked yourself that those two questions in the recent past. And what I found is the, the more subordinate leaders that I talk to, that no one asks these questions, especially in the military. And the biggest reason I think is because it's very positional and it's very expected and the term is overused of leader, right? If you look at lieutenants, they, they go to college, they immediately step into a platoon leader role or some sort of position of authority where they have, you know, umpteen uh, soldiers under their under their command, essentially. And they're always referred to as leaders. Um, all the way up and down the army, everyone's like, yeah, you're a leader, you're a leader, you're a leader. Maybe by position, but I, I would argue not necessarily by behavior, right? I don't think that everyone actually acts like a leader or that everyone actually demonstrates those behaviors that are in the best interest of the subordinates and the organization as a whole. And so when I ask these lieutenants, when I ask these subordinate leaders, hey, like, why, why should anyone follow you? It takes them back. They're, they're, they're not actually prepared to answer that question. And often what will happen is they'll rattle off a trait that, that is kind of like a cliche trait that they've either heard or, you know, some portion of like the army values, something along the lines of what they think I want to hear and not what I expect um, is probably the truth like in their heart or in their mind about why they think that they should be followed if they even think that deep down. Some of the answers I receive, you know, are uh, because I'm, I'm, <laughs> I'm smart, right? Someone would be like, yeah, I'm, I'm intelligent. Oh, okay. Yeah, sure. That, that is important, but that, that's maybe not like the, the best reason someone should follow you. Um, another soldier or subordinate leader may, you know, tell me, oh, because I care. Okay. That's good. Um, again, I would imagine that's kind of like a baseline, you know, answer. And none of these, these answers that they were giving were inherently bad or wrong. Right. I, I may be coming off that way. It's not entirely what I'm getting after. The, the problem that I had with them was 
how it was an answer that was from just like the hip pocket. It was something that they hadn't thought of. It was an answer that they thought I wanted to hear. And every single one of them gave me kind of a single reason. I should be followed because X. I should be followed because X. It was never, I should be followed for this list of reasons. It was never, these are the cumulative um, <laughs> traits and, and behaviors that I exhibit that demonstrate why a follower would want to follow me, why someone would want to use me as a role model or look up to me or use me as an example or want to be mentored by me, want to develop. None of those things are actually captured in a list of traits from the answers that I got from the people that I've asked. And I thought that was extremely interesting. And then I would ask them, uh, you know, okay, well, who, who would you like to follow? Okay, well, they may give me some examples like, oh, you know, I, I really like the, the leadership that this person exhibits, you know, some sort of mutual leader that we both know. Or they talk about historical figures. Yeah, you know, I really liked the, the thought processes of these individuals and I really click with, with these traits. And I then realize, or, or they begin to realize that as I ask them that question, you know, like, who would you follow? That they start building that list of kind of the traits and behaviors that they would want to exhibit um, and, and could better answer the questions for themselves on, you know, why should someone follow me? They can kind of match their own behaviors and traits to those of those people that they look up to and follow themselves. And it gives them a little bit of a baseline uh, to wrap their head around that question again. And so that's, that's another way um, or an interesting thing that I noticed that I think we need to get away from. And I think that an effective leader really does need to ask these questions to themselves, especially, you know, why should you be followed? Um, and have good answers for them so that they can change over time and adapt over time to meet the situations that are required. The next part of the why should someone follow me comes down to positional, right? So answers that also have been given to me when I ask that question, like, hey, why should anyone follow you? Uh, you know, I've gotten answers. Well, I'm, I'm the lieutenant. Okay, well, maybe that's not the best reason why someone should follow you just because of your job title. You know, you should definitely be able to exhibit whatever behaviors and lead without any type of authority backing it, in my opinion. Um, a true leader, someone that exhibits, you know, all those behaviors really doesn't need that authority. It's helpful, right? Um, it definitely provides a little bit of separation and uh, to an extent, you know, a little bit of power within an organization to get things done um, and accesses to resources, etc. But the interpersonal uh, dimension of it really should not be based on positional authority whatsoever. And so that is something that I think when you come up with your answer, you should really try to step away from anything along those lines along the lines of I should be followed because, you know, I am an X rank or I'm in X position in the company, you know, whatever it may be, that should not really be part of the factors. So I just wanted to kind of throw that out as a disclaimer as well. So if you look up uh, online, if you look at literature or anything along these lines of, okay, so what, what is it that followers want or what is it that leaders should exhibit so that followers realize that they should or they, you know, desire that type of leadership. And it comes down to four factors. 
And I've read it on several articles. I believe it originated through studies on um, a certain book that I don't remember. And I've done a pre-recording of this before, uh, if you happen to listen to the old episode of it. And I didn't remember then either. So my bad, I'm not looking it up. But the, the four traits or the four categories of behaviors that followers want from their leaders are broken down into trust, compassion, stability, and hope. And I love it. <laughs> I think that if you think about the each of those categories and kind of what the study talked about, and I'll break them down a little bit right now, it really hits all the bases. Um, and I think it simplifies it into four categories that you can shape your future actions on and you can actually use to measure your uh, progress uh, along each of those lines of effort, kind of, if you split those up that way, um, to improve your leadership over time. And also, it's a quick reference in your mind if you're thinking or you're trying to reflect or you're, you're writing or journaling or anything along those lines about how effective you've been as a leader. It's I think it's extremely effective to break it down into those four categories and reflect on each one independently. And then go on with your, uh, your improvement and your future actions from there. And so... If you think about it, so trust is you know the ability of um, to basically exhibit vulnerabilities and understand that the other person is not going to exploit them. Uh, it's it's putting yourself in a position where the other person has a little bit of power over the outcome um, that could affect both you and the person actually taking the action. And so that is the foundation for pretty much any leader subordinate relationship um, that is not extremely authoritative. Anything that you need done as a leader, you're going to have to delegate. You're going to have to put the trust into someone uh, and understand that the outcome that they come up with is going to be a reflection of you um, or the outcome that they come up with is going to directly impact the organization as a whole. And so that trust absolutely needs to be there. And I think, you know, you can listen or read anything you want about trust and nothing I'm going to say is going to be extremely revolutionary on that. So I think that that one is kind of an obvious one. The next one is compassion. This one is extremely important as it discusses the aspect of treating an individual as an actual human being. So understanding that they are a person with feelings, dreams, motivations, um, families, right? They are living, breathing, flesh and blood. They are someone uh, they're someone's child, they're someone's father, you know, mother, husband, girlfriend, whatever it may be. They are a person. And understanding that if you interact with them with the understanding that they are a person, it assists with um, building that professional working relationship uh, that, you know, builds that human connection. So compassion. Stability. Stability it refers to the essence of consistency from the leader. Subordinates don't want to have to walk on eggshells. They want to understand what the leader is thinking. Um, they want to know how to approach that leader, whether, uh, you know, if bad news comes, how that leader reacts, if good news comes, how that leader reacts. And stability, if the leader can be as consistent as possible with their behavior, their thoughts, and their decision-making process, then it assists the subordinate with understanding and, and formulating good expectation management um, to be more comfortable with exhibiting their own creativity and taking action on their own, understanding how their actions are going to be reacted to and the consequences of them, both good and bad. So that's kind of the stability aspect of it, consistency and uh, expectation management.
And then the final one is also extremely important. I mean, they're all extremely important. I think these four obviously hit the idea of what a follower expects or wants, or at least me, when I look at my leaders and the people I look up to, I think that you could easily wrap all the things that I look for and I respect into these four. But this last one is hope, right? And so hope is talking about, or is the aspect of having a future, right? A follower is going to follow a leader because a leader is leading them somewhere, right? A leader is taking them to an end state. They're taking them to a a goal. There's promise. There's a future here. There is improvement to be made. There's something in it for me if I continue along this path with this person. That is hope. That is giving that subordinate um, something to look forward to, whether it's their own self-development, whether it's uh, being a part of an organization or a team that is high-performing, whether it is simply the enjoyment of uh, working with the people and that leader on a personal level, or, you know, each of these aspects, even, you know, the person treats me like a person. And I know that moving forward with this leader, I'm going to be respected as an individual the entire time I'm with this company or, or team. And so <clears throat> I think that's, uh, that pretty much sums up those four things. And just to re- reiterate, and the fact that I completely agree that when you come up with why should you be followed after you go through the mental exercise of, okay, well, who do I follow? Um, you know, let's, let's cut off all the ones that are related to being positional and we don't just focus on cliche traits and words, but we actually physically think, you know, we really think and try to drill down into what is it that makes me different from others that, you know, makes me someone that is, that should be followed. I think that using these four things of trust, compassion, stability, and hope as categories can give you a great initial list of reasons why someone should follow you. You break out one reason for each of those four things. And then as you continue through this mental exercise and this development uh, on your own, you can continue to add and adapt and change as necessary. But I think that keeping them within those four categories is extremely uh, effective. Okay. So I think that kind of gets us wrapped up on the, why should you be followed? So, you know, as I kind of pitch is, is each of these are immediately applicable um, tips and tricks, not really tricks, but tips for bringing your leadership in the, the leadership of your subordinates or those you're trying to develop to the next level. I think this is a great exercise that you can take away immediately and start um, acting on. And that is, you know, right now or after you listen to this or tomorrow or whenever you, you try to journal and come up with the actions you want to do the next day, you need to think about it. Think, why should anyone follow you, right? Not why do they want to, not why are they told to or why do they have to, but why should they? What is it that you're bringing to the table along those four categories, trust, compassion, stability, and hope that is inspiring those subordinates to follow you? And how are those things giving back to them in the most effective manner. So I think you can take that away and actually use that right now. Now there's the second half of this. There's the second question and it is, why do you want to lead? Now this one, this one trips people up um, because this one will give you the most cliche answers. Oh, I want to lead because, you know, I, I love the, the army. Okay, well, that's kind of weird. I want to lead because, you know, I'm, 
I'm the one that's gonna, you know, be the best for these soldiers. I'm gonna teach them everything they need. Blah 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 blah. Okay, yeah, yeah, sure. Who else, you know, may have stepped into this role simply for the selfish reasons, right? Um, who, you know, wants the extra responsibility for the increased pay, the increased uh, authority, the increased power, the increased uh, social status, blah, 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 blah. And if you kind of retort with that, all the benefits that people get for being a leader in several organizations, um, you'll get a mix of people that are very honest and they're like, well, yeah, that's awesome, but that's not why I want to lead, right? They'll try to take it away from that. Um, the bottom line is what I'm trying to get at is that I think that there is a healthy balance between selfish motivations and selfless motivations to lead. But I am not actually of the, of the mindset. Um, you know, I'm not part of the, the Robert Greenleaf idea of servant leadership as being a 100% full body, mind, soul commitment to simply serving and sacrificing your entirety to um, those, your followers. I think it's very important. I think it's a huge aspect of it. But I think that it's impossible along the strict definition of it. If you pull yourself back a little bit and understand that there are selfish reasons, right? Whether it's ambition, whether it's glory, whether it's recognition, I think that that is okay. And I think that it's healthy and important to understand um, your own motivations because they may change with time. And there may be a point where you're no longer self-motivated or you're no longer motivated by the improvement of your subordinates or that selfless motivation. And that might be a good indicator that you need to relook what you're doing um, and, re and adjust kind of where you're going with your career <coughs> and, and how you're um, demonstrating leadership or even in that position whatsoever. And so um, kind of like what I'm saying is the balance between selfishness and selflessness. The, the selfish balance is I am motivated to do this. I want to be the best possible because I want to increase my responsibility. I want to continue to climb up in the ranks for all the perks that exist with it. Um, but then the selfless aspect of it is I really do want to be a leader and I want to do the best for these soldiers or whatever, because my leadership and training and ability to improve their work um, increases their likelihood of coming home safe, right? It increases their likelihood of making first contact with the enemy and not crumbling. Right. So there are definitely selfless aspects of it as well. But the selfish aspect also helps because as you decide to push and be motivated and be ambitious and work yourself up the ranks of whatever organization you're in, you can use that increased responsibility and power to affect a broader range of people. Right. And so without that selfish aspect of kind of growing your, your own self and remaining motivated, you may be actually limiting the impact you can have on a broader sense around more and more individuals. And I've seen it myself. I've seen it with a lot of uh, senior non-commissioned officers or, you know, your senior sergeants, um, if you're not in the military, where they're, they're happy with where they're at. Um, and they're not necessarily wanting to push themselves into positions of increased responsibility, even though if they did, they're, reach their leadership reach their reach of development and ability to affect as many soldiers as possible with their phenomenal leadership is impacted right and so it's something to think about when you think about why you want to lead do i want to lead uh because i'm 100 selfless i care nothing about myself but only those that are under my charge 
or do I only want to lead because I am in it for the glory? Um, I'm in it for the increased money. I'm in for the, the prestige, you know, <clears throat> and I'd argue it's a mix, but understanding that mix and understanding what motivates you and what, are, what motivates your um, ability to care for and continue to be the leader that your subordinates need um, is something that you should define. It is not something that I think you should continue leading without understanding what it is uh, that is motivating you and inspiring you to do it in the first place. And if you're too off kilter on either side, then I think there's danger there. So something to just think about. Um, I think that both of those questions are extremely important uh, to continue your own self-development. So I have a, a couple other notes I want to talk about. Um, when it comes to why you want to lead, I think that part of the selfish and, and selfless aspects of it are how you develop your subordinate leaders um, and how you care for them while leading for them. And this one's kind of a little off topic, but I think that it's something to think about when you talk to why should your followers follow you or why should you be followed and why do you want to lead? And I call it the unconditional love, right? So within the military, outside of some really harsh, uh, really actions or, or mistakes, it's pretty tough to fire an officer or a non-commissioned officer without some pretty serious uh, dis, you know, issues that happened or, or really negative events. Um, and so what I've learned is that you're, you're not going to get just the crappy ones out all the time. And maybe some of people's experiences have varied, but I've realized that the apples that you're given are the apples that you're stuck with. And so when it comes to, at least in the military, it, it becomes much more of a family and it feels much more like a family. And you have, you know, you have your crazy uncle and you've got your, you know, you're really kind of, you know, you're pain in the ass little brother, but then you've also got, you know, your, your rock star older sister or whatever. And, and, you know, everyone's of varying skill levels, but they're all there and they're not going anywhere. <laughs> like you have what you have. And so what I've learned and I've kind of taken up as a philosophy when it comes to, you know, how I want to deal with each and every one of them and ensure that I'm the leader that they should be following. And I maintain my own motivation to lead them is I've just made the decision to love them unconditionally, right? To an extent, obviously, within the professional and, and moral ethical bounds. But as they mess up um, and as they make mistakes or they do things that maybe I don't quite agree with, uh, you know, maybe their hobbies are super weird or, or whatever it may be, you just can't stop trying to develop them. For as long as you have them, you love them unconditionally, and you do not ever give up on developing them and making them better and pounding these lessons into their skulls so that they can go off and do the same for their subordinates to increase the impact you're having over as many people as possible. Now, I know in the civilian sector, it's a little bit easier for and, and a lot more frequent for turnover of in and out of companies and people getting fired if you just, you know, not cultural fits or whatever it may be. But I urge you to take at least the unconditional love of a single step, right? As people make mistakes or people have issues, remember that these people are our sons and daughters of, of other people, 
right? And imagine how their parents would treat them. Uh, that's kind of how I look at a lot of my subordinates is like, if I was their dad, right? Like, you know, I'm not going to just undad them. Um, I'm going to have to try to make them better because you're, you got what you got. So anyway, that was a little bit of a tangent, but it, it, I think it's important to think about because it's easy to lead really good people. It's, it's really easy to stay motivated and, you know, focus on yourself and the reasons why you should be followed when everyone that's working with you are all stars. It's really easy to remember why you want to lead when everyone is just kicking ass and getting after it. But when you have people that start screwing things up or they go against kind of what your own values and beliefs are, that's when it's tough to maintain that steady flow. And you can find yourself getting focused in on the various things that your subordinates are doing. And that's when you just need to take a step back, love them, and then continue developing them with everything you've got. Because developing your, your subordinate leaders is absolutely by far the number one thing you can do for your organization and for them. And overall, um, Im improve others is, is really the purpose of being a leader in the first place. Okay, so that pretty much uh, sums up this episode. Um, we'll continue talking about some other things. I'm probably going to have to split this into another one. I've got a lot more to talk about. Uh, but if you have any questions, feel free to hit me up at Captain R awesome philosophy at gmail.com and uh hope you enjoyed